0: Into the Archives with Peter Fleming, a quest for the lost children's television classics of Peter Fleming. Presented by me, Peter Fleming. This week, episode one. Well, hello, my friends, and thank you very much for tuning in. It's Peter here, Peter Fleming, creator of all your childhood favourites of the 1960s and 70s, from Mrs. Popjoy's Magic Attic to Nicholas the Mischievous Cupboard. Now, I'm uh, very pleased to have discovered this new way of reaching audiences over the interwaves and getting the message out about my ongoing nationwide appeal. Because, you see, the sad fact of the matter is that Pretty much all the programs I made back in the day on film and videotape have all been wiped, junked, destroyed. Uh, the BBC have thrown out every last copy from their archives, presumably by mistake. And as a result, there's an enormous gap in our cultural history, and the younger generations of today can't enjoy Millie, the steam-powered elephant, or Freddie the, the door, uh, for themselves but I'm convinced there must be copies of some of my programmes somewhere that escaped destruction, and I'm determined to find them. So, without further ado, I think it's about time we got started. And this week, I'm pleased to be looking back on the very first programme I produced for the BBC back in the autumn of 1962, Professor Zaney's Mad Laboratory. Peter remembers... It was wonderful looking over all this stuff again. Now, Professor Zaney's Mad Laboratory was a fun little programme designed to get children really excited about the world of modern science and what might be just round the corner. And what I'd like to do today is focus in on a typical episode, first broadcast on Monday, the 24th of September, 1962. I have a treasure trove of documents in front of me, including a couple of pages of my original script. Here now is a reconstruction using original sound effects and what's left of the script heard for the first time since transmission, apart from the times I've read it to myself at bedtime. Uh, but there was never a microphone on then, so it, uh, so it doesn't count. So we begin. Uh, scene 5. Interior. Laboratory. Day. The laboratory is all flashing lights, steaming test tubes and whirring machines. In the middle of the lab is an enormous tarpaulin, Now, I must just interrupt my own script there to point out uh, that the lab didn't look anywhere near as impressive as it sounds here. Uh, We just put some tinfoil on some cupboards and uh, put a light bulb in one of them. Uh, We hadn't moved into BBC Television Centre yet, so we pretty much shot all of this in the garden shed of the children's home where I grew up. We we weren't exactly spoiled for choice when it came to parents. uh, 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 Set design. Uh, The script goes on. Cliff enters, smart as ever in his school uniform. He sees, partly sticking out from underneath the tarpaulin, the legs of Professor Zaney. Good morning, Professor! The Professor leaps out, his hair wild, his glasses askew, and his white coat filthy. Why, it's young Cliff! Fresh from the schoolhouse and on your way home to a glass of fish fingers, no doubt. And what brings you to my laboratory today, young man? I was wondering, Professor, if you happen to have any brand new inventions ready? Well, scrambly dacious little Clifford, you're in luck. I've just this moment put the finishing touches to my latest fantabulistical contraption. Wowee! Yes, and what's more, it'll revolutionise road safety. But what is it, Professor? What's the single biggest cause of road accidents, my boy? Drunks, Professor? Complacency, Cliff! But not for much longer. Behold! The Professor rips away the tarpaulin, revealing a car stripped to its frame. In the driver's seat is a completely metal driver without a head. The Automatic Maniac, Cliff! Using an electric computer, I can order this car to drive by itself in the most dangerous manner possible. Put one of these on the road, and motorists will be forever on their toes, terrified of running into this mechanized killer. Professor? Yes? You've done it again! Scramply-dacious! Roll-in titles cue the music. Well, you can see why it was such a success, can't you? And I've got some internal paperwork in front of me from throughout the series run that breaks down the audience feedback. And you can see for a time the programme is absolutely unstoppable. Uh, This is uh, the report here from that episode. Children on the Tuesday morning were said to be enthusiastically discussing road safety in school. And teachers had their work cut out convincing them that the professor's invention would not be effective. That was what we always like to do, you know, start a discussion. And, and the reports carry on, you know. Uh, here's uh, July 1963, uh, overwhelmingly positive reaction to the professor's flying mother. And then, uh, what have we here? Oh, well, I decided this one. In light of the unprecedented response to the most recent programme, we have decided the series shall be permanently cancelled and an apology read out on the Home Service. Oh, God, yes, that episode. Yes, looking back, that that one was misjudged. Well, I I was very proud of the series. Uh, Nonetheless, I I thought it was a great shame it came to an end. And and if you happen to know where copies of any episodes might be, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, Though if it's that last episode you found, uh, perhaps keep that one to yourself. Uh, More trouble than it's worth. Well, with that out of the way, I think it's time for a new feature with this week's Big Interview. The Big Interview. For this week's Big Interview, uh, nobody was available. The Big Interview. Sorry about that. Instead, uh, let's examine the legacy of Professor Zaney's mad laboratory. It's not just paperwork I've got in front of me. I've also collected quite a lot of memorabilia over the years, and this seems as good an opportunity as any to take a closer look. Peter's private collection. Uh, Yes, I, I suppose you could call it that, Yes. It just so happens that I'm holding in my hands the first ever Professor Zaney Annual. Uh, The first and the last from Christmas 1962. Uh, A few pages in, there's a comic strip adaptation of the Professor's Mechanical Racetrack episode, and again, much more ambitious than we could be on screen. Uh, I was in that garden shed, and we'd we'd never have fitted that many horses in there in one piece. (laughs) Or or rather, we we, we didn't... Uh, It was a terrible day. Uh, After that, uh, you can see instructions for making your own versions of the professor's inventions at home. And it just goes to show how much more children were trusted to use their common sense back then. Uh, There's a guide here to building your own motorised pet. And listen to this. Uh, When sawing the battery from your daddy's car, make sure you don't get electrocuted. Isn't that what... Now, what would that say nowadays, eh? Uh, Ask his permission. Don't put yourself in danger. Never learn. And at the very back of the annual is an advertisement for a toy pair of Professor Zaney's exploding glasses. That was a a practical joke item we brought out, and you probably wouldn't get away with those anymore either. You wouldn't be able to sell children a toy with glass in it, for one thing, and you certainly wouldn't be allowed to fill the frames in with gunpowder like we did. Though admittedly we, we never measured the exact amount that went into each pair, ended up with reports of hundreds of near misses across the country, and a fair share of direct hits too but uh, But better I think than any annual toy or a resulting transcript from the old Bailey uh, is this chance now to delve into the audio archive audio, audio. archive. And today, I have a very special audio archive treat for you indeed. At the time of broadcast, young fans wanted to be able to listen back to their favourite programmes. So a child would put a little microphone and a tape recorder next to their television speakers, record the sound as it came out, with no idea they were creating what might eventually be the only surviving copies of all sorts of fascinating television programmes. And I've managed to track down a lot of these recordings over the years. I've had them cleaned up digitally and put on special tape, Uh, cost an arm and a leg, Uh, but uh, fortunately they were somebody else's. Uh, Found them in a gutter. Wonder whose they were sometimes. Uh, But in any case, it's more than worth it to be able to play you now, crystal clear, this genuine episode of Professor Zaney's Mad Laboratory. Do you think so? If not, you can find your parents on your own. Sorry, Professor. Before, a new robotic assistant to help me around for the laboratory, named from the still living body of my technical assistant, with no modifications, all of telling him to dress up and put on a voice. Good morning. Professor! Yeah? Yes? Yes, so it's okay! Thank you, Marvellous stuff, isn't it? And now it's time to read some of your own correspondence in Messages from Beyond. Uh, Now, of course, I can't expect any of you to have written in in the last ten minutes, uh, but luckily I have been contacted a fair few times over the years, so I'll uh, read some of those letters out now to give you some idea of the sort of thing you could say to me as well. Uh, So let's have a look. Uh, uh, Dear Mr Fleming, I have been contacted by a friend who says he saw a film can labelled Mr Grawling's Talking Shoes at a car boot sale this week. Please let me know if you would like me to purchase this on your behalf and return it. Well, that's from Ron in Southampton. Now, I didn't have a stamp to hand when I first received this letter in 1992. But, Ron, if you're listening, yes, please do so as a matter of urgency. Uh, Let's see, what what else have we got? Uh, Here's another one. Uh, Dear Mr Fleming, I am the legal representative of Bernard Cribbins. As you've been made aware in the past, your behaviour has been causing considerable distress for my (laughs) client. That's Bernard, isn't it? He and I always had that back and forth going on. (laughs) Lovely. I should get back in touch with him, really. I think I'm allowed to again now. Uh, Let's see. Have one more, shall we? Uh, To whom it may concern, your gas and electricity payments are overdue. Unless you take immediate action, we shall be forced to... So that's what happened. I should have read some of these a bit sooner. Uh, uh, Well, if you'd like to get in touch too, I'd love to hear from you. At the following address. Peter Fleming. The Green Bins. Next to the Brown Door. Round the back of the Church Hall. Clarendon Road. Manchester. M... I'm, I'm not sure of the exact postcode, actually, but if you write M, that that should help the post office narrow it down. Actually, if you address it to the second green bin along, that's a bit more specific, and I I check that one daily for food anyway. Well, I, I hope some of you listening at home are moved to get in touch. Messages from Beyond Well, that's about all we've got time for on Into the Archives this week but I hope you'll tune in again next time when I'll be discussing the minor acts of sabotage and some would say violence with which I was finally able to get Magpie taken off the air. Until then, my friends, keep up the search, keep in touch, and stay tuned. Into the Archives was presented by Peter Fleming. His archivist and producer of the program is Tom Burgess. Music and sound were found in a skip in Maida Vale by Peter Fleming and remastered by Tom Burgess. Professor Zaney's Mad Laboratory was written, produced and directed by Peter Fleming. It was loved by millions and cancelled by Sean Sutton. The clip was used with the kind permission of Greg Feeble and remastered by Tom Burgess. Special thanks to Eleanor Morton and Sam Nicaresti. This program was a... Production for... I'll leave those gaps for the production companies and we can add them in once they reply.